This is the Rich Eisen Show. This Michigan is our time. Big Ten champion. Go Blue! Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. First victory of the year on the line. Goff's got it. Back, looks, throws, and yes! Touchdown to Craig Lyons! They've done it! The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests. USC head coach Lincoln Riley. From NBC Sports, Peter King, plus college game day analyst Desmond Howard. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show here in Los Angeles, California on the first Monday of December in 2021. Good to see you, Chris Brockman. How are you over there, Rich, sir? Rich. What up, what up, what up? Good to see DJ Mikey D back in his chair. Mike Del Tufo, how are you, Rich. sir? TJ Jefferson in his seat. Good to see you today, sir. Happy we, Monday to you, Rich. We have got ourselves a fun show here on NBC Sports on oh. Peacock on NBC Sports Sirius XM Channel 85. That's called NBC Sports Audio for those listening in right now. Good to chat with those listening in on this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate on the Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio network on Odyssey, streaming us coast to coast. We say hello to those who might be listening to us later on our podcast. We love when people listen to us on our podcast through through the Cumulus Podcast Network, our YouTube page, in case you miss anything today, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. It is quite uh, bizarre to me, okay? Uh, It is quite bizarre to me that we have got ourselves right here in this football world a team that is the first 10-win team uh, in in the NFL. Um, Not just the first 10-win team in the NFL, but the first 10-win team in the NFL with two of those wins coming from their backup quarterback. Not just any 10-win team in the NFL, but two wins coming from the backup quarterback. But the starting quarterback returns to action yesterday. He accounts for not one, not two, not three, but four total touchdowns. And the defense accounts for not just one, two, three, but four interceptions. And that team puts a hurting on the Chicago Bears. And that team has a running back that is setting records for the team in terms of scoring touchdowns, whether in the air or in the ground. And that team has one of the best wide receivers when healthy. Unfortunately, those two words are crucial for DeAndre Hopkins. They have that guy. That team, the Kyler Murray-led Arizona Cardinals, has now won all seven of their road games this year by 10 or more points. That is crazy. Only the third team in the history of this great National Football League to do that. The 68 Cowboys did it, and the 49ers in 1984 did it. Other teams have done it through other through two seasons. A single season. We've only seen twice before. Seven road games in a row, won by double digits or more. Ten or more. Double digits or more. Saying it that way means somebody's won by triple digits. That's never happened. <laughs> I think you get the point. I understood. Cardinals are terrific. Cardinals are terrific, and they can set the record with their eighth consecutive road win in 10 or more points at Detroit in Week 15, with all due respect to Detroit, coming off basking in the glow of their first win of the season. That could happen. That's no gimme game now, Rich. I understand that. (laughs) If this team was named the Kansas City Chiefs or the Dallas Cowboys or the Green Bay Packers or the Los Angeles Rams or the New England Patriots 
or the Ravens or the Steelers. We would be talking about, or the Buccaneers even now, we would be talking about this is a Super Bowl team. And for some reason, everybody looks at the Arizona Cardinals and goes, yeah, yeah. They talk higher register to them. Yeah, you know. Even you Dallas Cowboys fans, who is going to get a week 17 piece of this Uh in their building. There's only two road games left for the Arizona Cardinals, too. I don't get it. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs last night won again. They're 8-4, and and we'll talk about the AFC in a moment. Tonight, you've got the Bills and the Patriots, and if the Patriots win tonight, then the train leaving the station into their bye week of the Patriots, our 2001 reincarnate, will be truly streaming and steaming down the tracks. And the Chiefs' defense looks terrific, and so on and so forth, but so does the Cardinals. We're not, nobody's talking about the Arizona Cardinals as the 10-win team and team to beat in the NFC because I guess they're going to have to beat Brady and Rodgers on the way to do it, one would think, unless Rodgers and Brady knock each other off. But right now, the Arizona Cardinals, who have lost to Green Bay, maybe that's another reason why. All they got to do is just stay one game ahead of Green Bay. That's all they got to do, and that's what they are right now. That's what they are right now, one game better than Green Bay. That's all they have to do is play the same record of football as the Green Bay Packers the rest of the way, and that means they get the bye week in the NFC. And they'd watch the Packers welcome in the 49ers, which would happen right now. And then we would see a rematch of week one's wild card matchup from last year, Taylor Heineke trying to hit the Buccaneers with the Heineke this time in Tampa, and then Rams-Cowboys. I- I'd like to sit that week out, I'll tell you that, hmm. the NFC. i like to sit that week out. Arizona Cardinals are terrific, and they're playing great football. And they are playing great football when they're coming out of a bye. They're playing great football when their starting quarterback's not playing, and they're playing great football when their starting quarterback is playing. I don't know how the hell they got blown out by the Carolina Panthers who fired their offensive coordinator in Joe Brady. That was a that was a quick Weird. a quick run for the the hottest coordinator in all of football that was teamed with Matt Rule, one of the hottest head coaching candidates in all of football, college and pro. They put them together just about a season and a half ago and we're talking about Carolina has got the best young core of coaches and now look at them. I don't know how that one happened, but they're not going to see Carolina again, that's for sure. That's not going to be a playoff rematch as they currently sit here. Look out for the Cardinals, folks. It's time that we start talking about them as Super Bowl contenders. And you're already crunching your face up, you Dallas Cowboy <laughs> fan. I can't wait to see that Week 17 game. Because if the Cowboys play the game that we saw them play against the Chiefs or the game that we saw them play against the Raiders or the game that we saw them play against last week in winning against the Saints, they play a game like that against the Cardinals. They're going to be part of that loss by double-digit road bump. Why are you bringing up old stuff? Okay. (laughs) I know. We're turning the page. And in terms of the AFC, my gosh. Mm. um, 
I have never in my 18 years of being an NFL Network, NFL only guy on that spot. Um, I don't I don't recall ever even in my days in Sports Center looking up week after Thanksgiving and seeing as wide open a race in a conference. I, I don't recall anything like this. I'm sure there are stats organizations and um, network stat research departments that can look this up, I guess. But going into tonight's Monday night football game between the Patriots and the Bills, you have got a major, huge top of the conference amount of gridlock. Patriots lead it right now because of tie breaks, but there are four, eight, and four teams sitting atop the conference. And if the Patriots win tonight, they become the first nine-win team in the AFC. If the Bills win tonight then we'll still have a four-way tie atop the conference at eight and four, and the Patriots will go into their bye week a half game behind all of that. And the Bills are currently atop the wild card at seven and four, and the Chargers are seven and five. They just beat the Bengals at seven and five, and the latest example of who the hell are the Bengals and when can we trust them? Blowing out the Steelers and then following it up with that loss. They have blow. They got blown out by the Browns. They blow out the Steelers before and they lose to the Jets. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't know. They've sweeped the Steelers and then they get smoked by the Chargers who are very inconsistent themselves. Broncos team beats the Chargers and then they go into Kansas City last night and had opportunities, but Kansas City still pulled it out. As Kansas City's defense has given up a grand total in their last seven games, 26 second-half points. Mm. How about that for Kansas City defense that gave up 26 points in a quarter? I'm sure at one point this year. In their last seven second-halves, you could do the math. That's a little bit better than a field goal after halftime. So when the Kansas City offense finally stops having balls that get thrown a little bit too high or those that are thrown perfectly that get – dropped or when they finally put together a game like we're used to seeing, look out. Kansas City can emerge from this. Tennessee, when they're healthy, terrific, but they're not healthy enough. Who knows? Anybody on that screen can win it. And then you Steelers. <laughs> they tie the Lions. They come here to Los Angeles and have a a, a game in which everything's working on offense. And the defense, you say, well, there's no T.J. Watt. Well, there's no Minka Fitzpatrick. Last week, they're back, right? And they get smoked by the Bengals. And then they come back in a game against the Ravens, and they play, I mean, they bent. Boy, did they bend. They kept bending and bending and bending and bending and then didn't break. As Lamar threw another terrible touch uh, interception in the end zone, Right? in the first half of that game. And then the Steelers just don't break. And once again, I guess that's what they've done all year long is they bend and they bend and they bend and they bend. And then Big Ben comes in, throws two touchdowns, and Deontay Johnson goes for 100. And T.J. Watt, six days after getting diagnosed with COVID, is able to come back. He passes all the protocols. He's got three and a half sacks and a forced fumble in that game. Yeah, He's on pace to have 20 this year. 
So just when you think T.J. Watt can't be a defensive player of the year this year, well, they're 6-5-1, and one, and they're taking on a Vikings team that lost yes. to the Lions in a couple days. They're still in the mix. You can't sit here and say the Steelers have no shot to make the playoffs when they're sitting right there at 6-5-1, and one, a half game behind everybody else. And they can play defense like that. And if they can finally run the ball and get Big Ben moving down the field against a Ravens team that has to take on the Browns. How great was this? Put that AFC up. Standing up one more time, if you don't mind, Mr. Hoskins. What a bye week for the Browns, huh? What a bye week for the Browns sitting there at 6-6. Six and six. The Raiders yeah. lose at home to fall to 6-6. Six and six. Okay. The Broncos lose to fall to back to 6-6. Six and six. The Bengals sitting right in front of them at 7-5. and five. And guess what? The Browns have already beaten the Bengals. If they sweep the Bengals, they'd have the tie break over them. That's an absolute path to the wild card basket for the Browns right there. And then the Ravens lose. They're just two games behind them. If they come off the bye week and beat a Ravens team that looks like going to be without Marlon Humphrey now, the Ravens went for two. Not only because they they love analytics, as Mike Tomlin kind of pointed out with his tongue firmly planted in cheek in his post-game press conference last night, but John Harbaugh said they were out of they were out of corners. So if the Ravens are out of corners and they were already out of running backs and they try to come from back from that, is the AFC North open still for them? Yeah. I mean the, the the Bengals have already beaten them. The Bengals could sweep. Think about this. The bang this is how crazy the Bengals season is. The Bengals could sweep the Ravens. They've already swept the Steelers, and they could still not make the playoffs because the Browns could sweep them. (laughs) Wow. That's how it could go either way. They could easily win this division, the Bengals. And they could easily miss the playoffs. Right. The Chargers sitting there at 7-5. and They've already beaten the Chiefs. They play the Chiefs on a Thursday night short week at home next week. They could win the division, or they could miss the playoffs. The Bills tonight, they could easily, with a win tonight, be on their way to winning the division. And they could also miss the playoffs. Because anybody could come from the sniffing it right now and go on a run, including the Miami Dolphins. I've never seen a conference like this. I have not. It is so wide open. NFC's more top-heavy. They also have, you know, more surefire Hall of Fame quarterbacks sitting in there. But come on, man. The AFC, you got to have your head on a swivel. And the New England Patriots may be the most trustworthy, gotta-see-it-going-to-see-it team out there. That's what makes tonight's Monday Nighter so crucial in a game in Buffalo where there is seemingly the old 100% chance of rain, gusty winds, 30 degrees, dreadful weather, which means, Mike Del Tufo, we are going to have your first weather report of the season. I'm ready to roll, Rich. You should be. (laughs) Lincoln Riley of USC football is coming on this show. One of the things I want to know is when did he consider himself poachable? Because we didn't think, you know, we didn't think that. That was. I mean, you didn't hear his name out of out of uh, Carson Palmer's mouth on the show that precedes us every day on Sirius XM and this streaming 
platform and Peacock and Dan Patrick. He was mentioning Tomlin. You didn't hear Lincoln Riley's name out there, did you? When did Lincoln Riley consider himself poachable? I want to ask him that. And he's going to join us in the middle of this show. Peter King's going to be first up, hour number two. Desmond Howard is slated to join us. His his hit time is sliding. He's scheduled to join us in the third hour of this program. And we're also going to have overreaction Monday here on this Monday as uh, Desmond Howard, one of the greatest in the history of the University of Michigan, one of those rare breeds to win the Heisman Trophy and then become a Super Bowl MVP. He and Charles Woodson can run for mayor in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and Green Bay, Wisconsin. How about them apples? <laughs> and I love that, that so many Wisconsin football fans have to love two of the greatest in the history of the University of Michigan. So I uh, wrote a ton of checks last week, and I am going to take them and cash them in in the next segment. Oh, You're not going to carry them over? Gonna... I'm going to cash them in right now, sir. Oh, Nick on Leather And I'm going to take that house money. And I'm going to throw it out there come New Year's Eve. Okay. And we are going to spend it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, baby. Oh, my God. Yeah, baby. I make it rain. Yeah, baby. As Brockman now enters my fray with a little bit of skin in the game. Because the Georgia Bulldogs are sitting there in front of the University of Michigan Wolverines. And let's go. Can't wait. Woo. This is going to be a fun segment next segment. I wouldn't move if I were you. That's coming up next right here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. And please join us at 844-204-RICH. We have tons of time for your phone calls. Unless, of course, it's rat poison. <laughs> then we'll take it because that's good for Alabama now. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop 
from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code EISEN. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. So, um, <laughs> this is this is this is this is uh, unprecedented for me. It's just like this is this is the greatest uh, winter and fall fall winter whatever you want to call. It. I guess it's technically still fall, still fall. right? It's just still the fall. greatest fall of my of my of my life uh, football wise. This is amazing. The winter of well, and technically, you know, I, I mean, my 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 three children were born two of them in August and one in February. So. Um, and I was married in June, so this is the greatest fall of my life. I, I, I mean, I cannot imagine a better fall ever. I mean, I got the call from ESPN in a winter of of '96, and I moved to LA and 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 got the call from from NFL like, Network in the summer of, of, of 2003. Like, I don't know. This is this is it. This is the greatest fall of my life, <laughs> and and it just keeps getting better. And better and better and better. Isn't this technically winter? And I wrote tons of checks last week. I wrote tons of checks last week after beating Ohio State for the first time since I was the host of this show. And for years and years and years coming on this show and having BOFA kicked in, (laughs) you know, by the BOSAs multiple times and guests and bets that I made and had to wear Michigan you know, uh, I mean, I had to wear Ohio State gear here and couldn't wear, couldn't give Michigan gear away for, for my life to, to settle wagers. And I wrote check after check after check. You're over and, that. And, 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 and then comes the game, the Big Ten championship game, where those checks could be returned to sender by a terrific, a terrific Iowa team. And an Iowa team that did not, Go undefeated, but an Iowa team that you know when you play Iowa, you know you're going to get a game where yards after the catch are very difficult. You know you're going to get a game where the field position war is going to be lost more than one. You know, you you, you got to make sure that you don't make the mistakes. They're very well coached. And Kirk Ferentz has made it his business to stick it to teams like, like Michigan on the precipice of having a dream run. And Michigan came up with not one, but two huge big plays, including the first run of 30 yards or more that Iowa had given up all year long for touchdowns to go up 14 nothing. And just when I thought like this was definitely going to be one of those rock and chair nights, it wasn't. Because Iowa was doing all the things that Iowa does. Michigan made the second half adjustments like they did against Ohio State and started putting the pedal to the metal and wins the Big Big Ten championship game and does so and does so with the final score of 42-3 to and 42 being the number of Tate Muir the running back at Oxford High School, whose number Michigan was wearing on their uniforms 
along with four other, three other hearts for the four Oxford High School students who were murdered in their hallways and classrooms by a classmate last week. Can't make it up. Can't make it up. Doing it with dignity, doing it with class, as my colleague Stuart Scott looking down on me right now, smiling, saying they finally did it. You know, I'm tearing up about this stuff because I'm getting emotional. Doing it and doing it and doing it well, as Stuart would say. And they've got, I, I, I don't even know how to handle this. I don't know how to handle it. They've got, they've got a Heisman Trophy candidate in Aiden Hutchinson. He should go to New York. He could be the first overall pick in the draft. It's unbelievable how this team has blossomed and how much pride it instills in folks like me to see it happen. It's incredible. It's truly one of the greatest presents the sports world has ever given to me and anybody like me, and there's a lot of us who root for the University of Michigan. Now let me go petty, because I know you like it. Let me get the tea ready. What is better? What can be better than beating Ohio State and then beating Iowa, which sticks it to Michigan quite a lot, and in the process, in the process, telling Michigan State that their win against us, that they puff their chests out about, was nothing more than a speed bump Hmm. and a character-building loss on the way to the Big Ten championship. It's gone. It's forgotten. Great one. Good for you. You know what that is? That's a peach of a win. Enjoy Atlanta. (laughs) Enjoy going to Atlanta, Spartans fans. That's a good one against Pittsburgh. Michigan State, your consolation prizes Pittsburgh in the Peach Bowl. Enjoy it. And all of this denies Notre Dame a seat at the national championship quartet table. Oh, what an incredible way for this all to play out. And Ohio State, look, man, great run, terrific run. It's all good. One of your kids in the quarterback room who's so terrific, he's leaving, he's out because your Rancho Cucamonga kid keeps getting cold against Michigan. That's great. Let's, it's terrific that Stroud's sticking around. Love it. Love it. Because uh, we like quarterbacks who can't beat Michigan. So that's great. That's good. And as uh, much as I, I love the Rose Bowl and everybody who's here at the Rose Bowl, um, it'll be great to see all of you folks around here in your <laughs> scarlet and gray slacks and shirts and hats. I'll help you with your dinner reservations. Oh It'll be I'll, I'll be just be waving hello. To, I hope I run into every one of you here in Los Angeles as you uh, prepare for your big game against Utah. It'll be great for you. you Good for you. you no, 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 no. That It'll week. be great. Hey, no, no. You made the Rose Bowl. You're taking on Utah. That's a big game for Utah. Enjoy having somebody gunning for you because the target's on your back. And they're trying to make a program-building win against you in a bowl game. Enjoy it. They don't know what to do right now that they're out and seeing Luke Fickle go with Cincinnati. It's just like it's a, uh, the chef's kiss in every possible way. 
Oh, baby. I don't know what I've done to deserve this. <laughs> uh, you know, I, 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 feel really, I really feel really good about it. And it's like the luck of the Irish, Rich. You know, you're not Irish. You know what? Exactly. Yeah. It's luck of the Jewish. I don't know. <laughs> is that a thing? Uh, I don't think it is. Because we'll be like, ah, oh, eh, <laughs> the portions of luck, not so great. <laughs> the schmear of luck. Nah, it's just not. The service wasn't great for the luck. <laughs> not the best. And now comes the, uh, the page turn. The page turn with tons of house money. Tons of house money. House money everywhere for You're everybody. Turning the page, it's Monday. House just won. Money everywhere coming up. House money, and it's only fitting. Even though personally, I feel the the committee should take a look at a, a conference winner that has not lost a game, and they should be above somebody that is second place in their conference, regardless of which conference it is. But it does just mean more. The SEC does, and there's a southeastern bias in college football, and I guess they don't want to rematch Georgia and Alabama if they don't have to, even though I proffer to say folks like Sarah, Tiana, and everybody else who roots for Georgia, that includes you, Chris, would definitely have stopped their New Year's Eve stuff to watch Alabama and Georgia, and many people would have would have absolutely done that. Absolutely done that. And, and and the Midwest would have loved Michigan versus Cincinnati. And then we would have guaranteed ourselves of not seeing an SEC rematch for all the enchilada. But we'll discuss that. We can discuss that. But Michigan will earn it if they win it. Having to go through the runner-up of the SEC and presumably the winner of the SEC. I guess if you're going to win a championship, you're running a gauntlet of the toughest conference in football because, again, um, you know, Vanderbilt, so you wanted Arkansas. you an easier game? No, I'm not saying that. you got to play That in. is what you're saying. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, I'm saying I feel for Cincinnati. That's what I'm saying. So, so Cincinnati should join the ACC and win that. Well, they're about to join the Big 12. Good. So. Well, we'll see how good they really are. Yeah, we will. Or we'll see how good they really might be against uh, Alabama. Because I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, (laughs) this was the soundbite of the weekend. This was the soundbite of the weekend. Because Alabama was an underdog for the first time in forever, to use a frozen phrase. It's insane. Okay. Because I, you know, everybody saw Georgia go undefeated all year, beating a Clemson team that was down. And then, um, you know, they're out of conference uh, opponents, UAB and uh, the third place, Big South, Charleston Southern and Georgia Tech, I guess, were impressive wins. Um, And then the rest of the SEC, the best team that they faced was um, Kentucky. I wrote that down here. Nine and three, their best record there. So Georgia comes in as the, uh, the favorite. And... With the number one defense that gave up six points a game. Understood. Yeah, I mean, that's why. Understood. They really should have been a bigger favorite. Look, man, all I know is that Nick Saban, in the same way that I'm, like, looking around saying, really, this is happening? I, I, I don't – honestly, I cannot believe I watched Jim Harbaugh hoist the Big Ten championship football, and certainly this year where they were picked to, what, finish fourth in their own division in the Big Ten yeah. going into the season. Unranked. And, right. Right. 
I think they're the first team ever to make the college football uh, quartet that was unranked coming in. Yep. Michigan. Crazy. The maize and blue blood of Ann Arbor, Michigan. I'm looking around saying, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's happening here. Nick Saban had to be like, I don't know what's happening here, but I'm loving it because he's always referred to the media talking up his team and him forcing him at some point to tell his team, you're not all that. <laughs> don't listen to the outside, okay? Because I don't want to get got this weekend because all y'all, I are listening to what the media is serving up in spoonfuls about how good you are. And now it's my job to have to not only figure out the X's and O's and all this stuff, but maintain your expectations of just how good you are when all you're hearing on ESPN and every other show is how terrific you are. He refers to that as rat poison. But this is what he had to say after winning the SEC championship game against Georgia as an underdog. You guys gave us a lot of really positive rat poison. The rat poison that you usually give us is usually fatal. But the rat poison that you put out there this week was yummy. (laughs) (laughs) Yummy. I mean, the smirk. Yummy. He just, man. So now um, that rat poison goes back to being the fatal rat poison in his oh, yeah. estimation because that's oh, yeah. that's the way that one that went. Maybe certainly are what's what's the current uh, Las Vegas numeral being placed out My there God. for the uh, the Cotton Bowl, Christopher? Thirteen and a half. That's only going to go up, I think. That's only going to go up. I bet it gets to like sixteen by game time. We got a whole month. Oh boy, that's going to be a ton of rat poison. I'm away the rat poison. Blowout coming. So, I, I you you can't um, say even though you just said it that I'm advocating that Michigan should have gotten an easier game when prior to beating Iowa in my check writing last week, I've told you and this microphone, this audience, and sideline Mike of Atlanta, I plan to hear from you a lot over the next three weeks. Bring it, bring it. Bring them on. Yeah. I'll take a piece of that. It's going to be a great game. I will take a piece of that. Because I really like my team. And I like how they go about their business. And I like how they're feeling. And I like how they feel about one another. And it's contagious. I feel it through the television set. And I feel it when I read about it. So there's all of that. Thank you. To my football team, the coaching staff, the men and women of Michigan football, as Jim Harbaugh referred to it after the victory on Saturday night. My God, was that incredible. And then, of course, the final number matching Tate Mears number. Can't make it up, man. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on this program. When we come back, we'll break down the Peach Bowl that everybody's talking about. Oh, no, we won't. (laughs) Oh, this is so great. (laughs) Wow. Hey, Sparty. 
Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Uh, joining us next hour, Peter King and uh, Lincoln Riley is going to join us. Guys, what if Lincoln Riley joins us and he's got a Southern Californian accent? What if he does that? What if, what if he sounds like the Californians from Saturday like Night Like what, Live? like bro? He's dropping yeah. like bros Dude, and like he's, surfing. What if, and, he, yeah. what if Lincoln Riley joins us? He's like and Keanu he's like giving, and Point Break. Or, or, or he's giving us directions like the Californians in Saturday Night Live. Well, you know, I, I got to Van Nuys, Van and then I took the 101, 101 to the 5, to the, the five, And that's when I got off of, you know, off the off the 105, off the 110. If he sounds like what Malibu he, from imagine, American Gladiator. What if that happens? Him? Do I have to call him out on that if that happens, like, right uh, away? Yes, right away. Right away. <laughs> right away. What if he's like he's calling me? He's he, he's currently in the he's currently in the uh, in the turmeric aisle at Erwan. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> what if what if that's where Lincoln Riley is when we call? Like we can only I, help. I, I mean, we can I have only to, help. We have to collectively call him out on it, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's because again, it's when when Lincoln Riley is like, sure, I'll join. You know, like he he know, he knows he's going to get questions about how he got to USC sure, and sure, Oklahoma. Sure. I'm going to ask him, what do you say to Oklahoma fans right now? We're really upset with you. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and and but he's already in the page turning, so he knows when he joins a show like this one, he's going to have pages turned back. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, Rich, I'm third so, in line so, for right, a wheatgrass exactly. smoothie. <laughs> Did you have to look that up? No. Did you look up what? What's, <laughs> no, Brockman shops there are one. Remember, getting, that's it's a, a spot. I'm just out of the He's, farmers I'm market. I'm sorry. I got. Let me swallow the wheatgrass. Hold on. <clears throat> All right, I'm good to go, Rich. <laughs> farmers market. <laughs> where he used to be, that was where he's milking a cow. Right here, he's getting the fresh basil. <laughs> sorry, Rich. I'm right. having lunch at Craig's right now. Yeah. Wow, I'm sure he could get a table. <laughs> yeah. The Nobu, How great would that uh, be? Malibu Man, Nobu yeah. has oh, a I'm sorry, I can't hear you over the waves <laughs> crash. 
Rich, sorry, I'm on the roof of the Soho house. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't right. have service. It's difficult. <laughs> it's touchy. We got to step outside. They, they don't allow cell phone chatter at the top of the Soho. Rich, house. hold on. The pool be so at good. the Beverly Hills yes. Hotel doesn't get good service. I think we yes, exactly. What if that happens? That'd be great. We'll just call them out on it. That's sorry, coming. Rich. That's coming up later. So stay tuned to hear if Lincoln Raleigh has a Southern California accent. Sorry, Rich. That's Leo on the other line. Let that's me <laughs> I'm sorry, that's you talking. You probably know him. You probably have like a picture of you and, and him at some sort of, you know, bash back in the day. You have an audition for the yeah, fourth you know. lead in an yeah, NBC right. sitcom. Uh, 844-204-RICH. Number Terzo in Iowa. Yeah, buddy. How are you, bud? What's Terzo. going on, Terzo? Oh, what's up, what's bud? What's up, Rich? How man? are you? What's going on? Hell of, a, hell of a win there on Saturday, my man. That was, that was a lot of fun to watch in enemy territory, I'll tell you that. When you say enemy territory, what are you talking about? Were you oh, in Michigan? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You're sitting in Carl's place with a oh. ton of uh, a, a ton of Iowa fans. I saw that guy that called. Yeah, I saw the photograph. I saw what you tweeted out. Yeah, it's okay. It's all yeah. good, man. Yeah, I'm just it was, no. It was it was in, it was enjoyable, and I'm happy that it turned nice, out man. the way that we were both kind of going for. I think this gives a a great opportunity for you guys to play Georgia pretty tough. You know, and Allen Atlanta, he's going to have a little bit of something to say to you, I'd imagine, but. I think you guys might be able to, if you control, if you control the clock, if you control that run game, I think you might be able to get them. Either way, it's house money, man. Either way, it's house money because, you know, Ohio State and Big Ten teams have been there before, and they have won it all, but more often than not, not. Um, and they got to take on one of the best in the country. That's it. And, um, and, it, and I know. think that's the best, the best case scenario. Like, that's what you want. You just want to have a seat at the table, and you guys got it. I appreciate that, Terzo. Thanks for the call, brother. Thanks, for, thanks for reaching out. Uh, and interestingly enough, I must say, we've got uh, two Gorilla Glue guys, toughest players on planet Earth guys, going against each other. Love it. Actually, um, our first Gorilla Glue guy and Jordan Davis of Georgia, he was the inaugural toughest player on planet Earth winner. And uh, our latest, Andrew Vistardis, the center of Michigan. They're literally going against each other. How, how many times you're like, well, they're facing off right, and right, it's, right. it's a wide out in a corner that doesn't travel with the wide out. Right. Or it's two quarterbacks. Quarterback. Right, exactly, right? These are literally the guys on opposite sides of the trench. They're going to see each other and hit each other all night on New Year's Eve. Wow. Our first Gorilla Glue guy and our latest. Love it, man. Love it. Love it. We got those right more often than not this year. We did. Um, let's go to Kevin in North Carolina. You're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Kevin? Hey, Rich. How's it going, man? How are you, sir? I'm good. In regards to your fall in Michigan, in the words of your man, Stuart Scott, yes. can I get a witness from the congregation? Yes, sir. <laughs> and, we, and we must be butter as well, right? And we, we must be butter. Because they're on a roll. That's right. And also, while we're talking about Stu, how about Stu's daughter being awarded the Rhodes Scholarship to go to Oxford? I missed that. No yes. kidding. Yes, sir. Wow. Uh, Michigan should have been number one in the CFP. The only reason they're not is because they don't want the, ma- the rematch between Georgia and Alabama. And I love you and Brockman and Del Tufo and TJ, but you were all about Cleveland could easily win the North. In the words of Sherry O'Terry and Steeler Nation, I've got to, you, to say to you and ask you, Simma down now. <laughs> the Steelers Simma. are known to make runs in December, and as usual – the North runs through Pittsburgh. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. 
Uh, do we have the AFC North uh, standings? If so, let's let's uh, let's settle on that for a little bit here, because um, like I said, the Bengals have already swept the Steelers, but that tie, that tie is it's the tie ties. break. That tie, yes. that tie is literally the oh. the tie breaker. It's they're they're never going to be heads up against anybody unless, of course, Cincinnati or someone else ties. But the Steelers are six five and one, haven't beaten the Ravens. And they're first up at Minnesota, which just lost to the Lions. I'm sorry to laugh that way, but come on now, man. Who's most likely to get a win next week? And then the Bengals home for San Francisco, and then the Ravens and Browns play one another. I, I oh, who's most like? Well, save that for later. Okay, later hey, in the week. great, great, great. I'll totally save. <laughs> Write that one down. Like for who's because that's our new. What's the name of the segment again? What's more likely? What's, what's more likely? More what you just went, you, that's what you just threw me off. You said who's more likely? Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, my bad. Um, and then the Browns take on the Ravens, and so the Steelers can't be in first place by no. the end of this week, right. even if they win, right? Because the Ravens, the worst they could be is eight and five. Marlon Humphrey being out is you. a conundrum. Yeah. Because that changes, I, I guess I shouldn't say this so um, definitively, but it would you'd think it would change on occasion the way that they play defense. They're stop, normally they just say, screw it, we're going to do what we do. But the reason why they could screw it and they do what they do is they got somebody like Marlon Humphrey that they, they, they know they could leave on an island if necessary. Yeah, that's huge. So that is big news. Steelers can win the division. There's no question about it. But they have to show a certain level of consistency that we haven't seen through the first 13 weeks of the season. That was a huge W, man. That was a huge win for them yesterday. Um, let's go to Tom in Ohio. What's up, Tom? Hey, Rich. How are you? Today? How are you today? I'm sure you're doing good. <laughs> you you are correct in assuming Can't that, confirm. sir. Can't confirm. Other sources. <laughs> Can't yeah. confirm. Yeah, I'm doing all right. It's okay. I uh, I called you Friday and uh, kind of got on you a little bit about hoping that Michigan would lose. And it still kind of sucks that Notre Dame didn't get in and Michigan won on my side of it. I'm sure it's not that way on your side. So I'll eat that crow. But uh, I have a little breaking news for you that I really want to share with you pretty bad. There's a situation going on with your compadre, Dan Patrick. I don't know if you know this or not, but about a year ago or so, uh, Carson Palmer sent them his Heisman Trophy, mm-hmm. the actual trophy for the man cake. Okay. Well, he's going into the Hall of Fame this weekend, and the Hall of Fame has the trophy in a case, but one of the guys from the show put the key that opens the case in an envelope and taped it to the outside of the case. Well, the key's gone. Carson says he's got the box, and it's heavy like the trophy's in it, but now there's some talk that the trophy may be gone and there may be like a block of cement or something in there. Mm. So Dan's kind of... You know, he's kind of shaking the bushes now to find out what the heck happened. <laughs> I, I thought you might like uh, I will ask Dan about that. Thanks for the call, Tom. I appreciate it. I'll ask DP about that. By the way, congrats to McLovin. Yeah, big ups. That's awesome. That's right. 
What, uh, what happened with him? He's he's going. Uh, he and Maggie Gray are going to do a nationally syndicated radio show and a simulcast television show as well. Oh, very good. Yeah, that's right. So good for him. Um, eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial right here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. Um, so, what do you think if if Oklahoma State had won? Let's put it that way. Yep. What would have happened? Same four in, right? Uh, same four in. Same four in. Uh, the the teams on the outside, Oklahoma State or Notre Dame, needed Georgia to win to have a spot. Or Cincinnati up. to lose. Or Cincinnati to lose, but they weren't going to put those one loss teams, certainly not Notre Dame, above Cincinnati. If Cincinnati had won, correct. Correct. Right. 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 They needed somebody to so lose. Then, so then, what, what, where's your argument then that Cincinnati, you know, needs to make a, a major five conference? So, right. A Big Ten, a Big Twelve, one loss Big Twelve winner still isn't better than a, a, a an undefeated non-major Big Five conference winner in your estimation. Oklahoma State, uh, they would have come back. They would that was a they would have had to come back and win. Right, right. To win the Big Twelve, that still isn't better than an undefeated Cincinnati team from a conference that you say isn't good enough. I, I like, well, that's I, what I'm I, trying to find where the line is. You know. Uh, on what, if I think Cincinnati should make it? Right. Where you're like, you know, they should make sure that they join a big conference, what you say. I do think that. Right. We, hold on, we can get to No, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We're in a second. Yeah. Uh, Peter King's coming up. 